Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. you guys as always if you're joining us online or an app or a podcast thank you as well for being with us today and as always I just want to welcome you to get out a bible or get out a bible app and today let's go to the gospels let's go to the book of Matthew and I want to pick up we'll be picking up in chapter 7 verse 24 so that's Matthew 7 24 that's 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 where we're going to be at today we're continuing in um, our series on making disciples and what we've been doing is talking about really six skills that every believer should really learn and master but not only do we need to have the ability to do it we want to also be able to tell others how to do it other Christians right because 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 we say this and we mean it man we don't want to just be hearers of the word containers of the word kind of this knowledge here I mean you want that to be sure but that's not all you want you also want to be a doer of you want to implement and live in light of the things that you know to be true and so we're just looking at these six different skills and today we come to how to study God's word that's what we're going to look at today how to study God's word um you see the key to growing and maturing as a Christian is fundamental. This is fundamental is learning how to feed on the Word of God, the Bible yourself, right? How to do it for, for yourself. That's, that's key. How to study God's Word. You've got to study God's Word. Now, the reality is people can, you can, you can, you can, you can come to this building, you can come to the building that houses the church, and you can you can you can sit in, in chairs and you can you can you can hear a teacher teach, a preacher preach and, and hopefully they do it well you know they do they I mean, hopefully they expound upon it hopefully they say things that are god honoring scripture honoring and and then that's good that, that's good and that is right and that is the way that it should be but the deal is and you got to know this christian that is not sufficient that's not going to sustain you right this if you come into this facility once a week or so, and you hear me speak, you hear me preach, and you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I try, man. I hope, I, I hope it's good. But truth is, they're not all equally as good. Whatever, man. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good it is. In the end, you're coming once a week. If that's all you're doing, if you're not reading the Word, you're not studying the Word, you're not partaking of the Word on your own, you're going to be, I don't know, have some spiritual malnutrition, right? Your, 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 your spiritual growth will suffer. Now, there's many reasons why people don't read the Bible as they should. 
there there are, and the reality is consistently, for the most part, we would say that many of us, we, we don't. We don't read the Bible as we should. We don't study it. We don't set aside time. We don't, you make, make room for it in our lives, and, 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 and we suffer for it. And um, it's interesting. I mean, I was, I was just thinking about this is interesting, you know, where we live at, man. You know, there's countless access to Scripture. You can get free online. You can get Bible almost anywhere, right? And many of us, some of us have multiple Bibles and multiple translations, and you can go online, and, and, and it's odd because in spite of that, many of us just don't study the Word of God. We don't. We don't. We don't. Um, there's some reasons for that. I mean, I, I think one of the reasons that some people don't study the Word of God, they, they, they may not say this, but they kind of feel that maybe the Word of God, the Bible's intimidating. You know, you know, I, I, I haven't been to seminary. I don't have theological education. I don't know Greek or Hebrew whatever, and the Bible's difficult to understand. Well, yeah. yeah, there are difficult parts in the Bible, to be sure, but that's not an excuse not to be reading the Bible. Well, what I want to do today is I want us to learn a basic skill that you can take from here, and you can take it home, and you can take it to your personal Bible study where you can feed on the Word of God yourself. So that's what we're looking at, all right? I want us I want us all to be a people who are consistently in the Word of God. And so, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to, first, we're going to study Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. We're going to do that. We're going to do that as we typically do, all right? And it'll be the typical message. Um, And then after we study that, after we, we go over that, then what I'm going to do is we're going to shift, and I want to go over a Bible study method. I want us to learn a Bible study method together using the text that we just went over, all right? So that's the plan. That's the overall plan for today. This is practical. This is helpful. I hope you leave today with the knowledge and the ability to get into the Word of God if you are not already doing it. So let's begin. We're going to begin with our passage Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. It's a parable. And um, really, what it is, is Jesus is explaining a warning that he just gave. So Jesus gives a warning. Here's the warning he just gave. Here's what he said. This is, this is a warning. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. That's the warning. That's a, that's a serious warning, man. That is a serious warning, right? Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, going to be getting into the kingdom of heaven. Only the one that does the will of my Father. That's the warning. And then we get to our parable, and Jesus is going to explain to us what that means. We'll begin this way. First, we'll look at two builders. Two builders compared. Here's the parable. Here we go. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. 
That's the parable, all right? Now, that, now that's a pretty straightforward parable. We're gonna just kind of break it down, right? You got, you got, you got two builders, two builders, right? And Jesus says one of the builders is wise. One of the builders, he says, is foolish or a fool, all right? And then Jesus says in the parable, you do these things and you are like the wise builder. But you're going to do these things, you're like the foolish builder, all right? So that's pretty straightforward, right? And I'm going to tell you right now, if Jesus, God in the flesh, says you do this, you're wise. If you do this, you're a fool. I think I'm going to say, I want to be like the wise man. I want to be like the wise builder. I, that's a, it's a no-brainer, right? This is what I want to be. Okay, so you got the two builders. But there's several other things you've got in that parable, right? You've got, you've got a house, you got the two builders, you got a house, all right? They both build a house, and the house represents their life, all right? That's the house. And then you got a storm. You got a, the storm represents, I don't know, the problems, the tribulations, the things that come at you in life. Two builders, once again, it's a picture of you and I. It's a picture of you and I, right? Because everyone here today watching, listening, I don't care. You all building. You all builders, we're all building our lives. Not only that, every one of you is going to get hit by, I don't know, a storm. Some of you being hit by a storm right now. All right, that's the basic setup. That's what we have, all right? You got a wise man, you got a fool, you got two houses, you got a storm. All right, here's what I want us to notice. I'm going to walk through this because I want you to see something. The wise man and the fool have some similarities and they have some differences. That's what I want to look at, the similarities and the differences, all right? First, I want you to notice the similarities, all right? We're going to look at the similarities. That's interesting. It's interesting, church. It's interesting. There are similarities between a wise person and a fool. And I'm telling you right now, sometimes the similarities are more apparent than the differences. But what, are the, what do the two have in common? First, from the parable, first, right? It says they both heard. And they both heard. That's what it says. They both heard the word of God. They both heard the gospel. It says that. Everyone then who hears these words of mine. So, so, so both the wise man and the fool, they've heard the words of Jesus. They both have heard God's truth. They both know the way of salvation. This parable is not addressing people who've never heard. It's not, right? Remember the warning. They both said, both wise, full, Lord, Lord. Jesus said, one of them not going to make it, right? So they got that. They, they, they both heard. They're not ignorant. Neither one of these people are ignorant of who Jesus is. They got that in common. Second thing, they both build a house. They both build a house. So after they hear the word of God, after they hear the gospel, they're going to build a house, right? They're both, both building. One is wise because he built his house on what? The word of God, meaning the wise man lives in light of what he knows to be true about Jesus. Je Jesus says, Jesus says, well, the Bible says, do not forsake the assembly. This guy's going to church. The, the Bible says, I don't know, man, I love your enemy. He's a loving, gracious person. He is employing his knowledge in his life. Jesus says, that builder's wise. The implication is, you get over here, the foolish builder, the implication is, he's not doing that. He's not doing that, all right? So they both heard, they both heard. This guy heard, right? He heard this. He's heard the same thing that this guy has heard. 
but he's not acting. The fool is not acting upon what he's heard. I don't know. Maybe he's got confidence. He's like, man, I can, this guy, hey, I can quote John 3, 16. Man, on my Facebook, on my Insta, I don't know, man. I, I put up, I don't know, some, some verses. I can quote it. I can know it. But he's not living in light of what he knows to be true. He's not acknowledging it. His confidence is in the knowledge that he has attained. That's all it is, all right? Third thing they got in common. Well, they got, you read the text, they got similar circumstances, right? They got similar circumstances, right? They both build their house, if you're reading the text, it appears in the same general location. And the reason why it's implied in the text is they both get hit by the same storm, same experience. One of them has no advantage over the other. Their circumstances in the parable are similar, very similar, okay? Finally, I would say this, all right? They build similar houses, they do. This guy did not build a bomb shelter, and this guy over here built a house of straw, okay? They're similar houses. So they both heard, right? They both built. They're both in the same location, and they both built similar type of houses, right? And so you're going to sit there, and you're going to say, I don't know, man. When you look at them, they look similar, right? I mean, from appearances, if you're going to go through the neighborhood, they're going to look very similar. You put these two men side by side, the world's going to look at them and say, they, they look very similar, man. Maybe their kids go to the same school. Maybe they drive, a, I don't know. Maybe they both be driving minivans. I don't know. Maybe they both vacation in Florida with their kids or Disney World. I don't know. But you're looking at them from the world's view. They seem very similar, but yet Jesus said one of them He's going to say, I never knew you. One of them will hear Jesus say, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. So the question is this, how can two individuals who from all appearances, from the worldly eyes, seem to be very similar, how could these two individuals not have a similar eternity? That's the question. No, that's the question. That's the, that's the question. Why, 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 why? I'm going to tell you right now, it's not because of their similarities because of their differences. Let's look at the differences next, the builder's differences. At a casual glance, I'm going down, I'm going down the road, I'm going through the neighborhood. They look very similar, but there are some differences that make an eternal difference. Look, first difference. Here it is. They respond differently. Right? The wise builder hears and does puts into action, right? Here's puts it. Notice, G Jesus doesn't say the wise one understands, simply understands them. He doesn't say the wise person's a person who just, I don't know, puts them in his head or believes them. The wise one is the one that hears them, believes them, and does them. Three things. Hear them. I heard it. I believe them, right? And because I hear, because I believe, then I do. That's why you do. You, you, if you believe, Proof of belief is action, man, and that's the wise builder. But this other guy hears, maybe, I don't know, he assents to it with his tongue. I have no idea, but he doesn't believe to the fact that you can see he ain't doing it. He's not doing it. He's not doing it, right? Two builders got different foundation. Second difference, we'll keep 
keep going on. Well, let's just move on to this. Well, they respond differently, and then, yeah, they got different foundations. What's foundation? Well, because this guy over here, and I don't want to get into it, but this guy over here, man, He's, he, he's trusting, I guess, in his ability. He's trusting in his wisdom. I don't, I don't know. But no matter what, the difference is the way they respond. Okay. Let's move on to the next thing. Let's see the two outcomes. Two outcomes revealed. Yeah, these two, look at these, look at these two builders. Hey, two builders. Verse 27. Here we go. Here's the outcome. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house. It's the foolish house. And it fell. Check it out. And great was the fall of it. Great, great. Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher, said this. Whether your religion be true or false, it will be tried. And that's absolutely true, church. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what worldview you have. I don't care what you're trusting in and what you're hoping in. No matter what you hope in, no matter what you trust in, you got to know something. It will be tried. It will be tried. And if it's anything other than Christ and the foundation of Jesus Christ, you will come up short. You don't sit there. I said, listen, we all get a punch to the soul. You get punched in that soul. No one makes it through this life without getting a punch to the soul. When you get punched in the soul, if you're hoping in, trusting in anything other than Christ Jesus, it's going to fail you. It's going to fail you. Same storm, different effects. Wise, foolish. Same storm, same experience. It says great was the fall of it. The foolish man, great, 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 great. It wasn't a little fall. It wasn't that he lost some of his stuff. It wasn't that, I don't know, there was some devastation. Great was the fall. It's not that this system is less than God's system. It is, this system is no system at all. It cannot sustain. It cannot sustain. It cannot, and if you're trusting in it and you're hoping in it, Jesus said, you are what? Foolish. That's what it says. That's what it says. I'm going to look at this. You know, you look at the, you look at the parable. The question is, the question is, the question is this. We could ask ourselves, am I more like the wise builder or am I more like the foolish builder? We all building. I don't said that. We all building. I'm going to hear building, we're building, we're building, we're building. There is no third category. Either you're building on the rock, Christ, or you're building on sinking sand. You're all getting hit. The question is, where are you going to be? All right. That's the parable. Now, we can look at that parable and you say, well, I think it's a pretty clear indicator that I need to be building my life on the Word of God. I need to be in the Word. I need to be studying the Word. I need to be wrapping my life around the Word. We go back to my first I don't know proposition when I sit there and I said, hey, listen, a lot of people not reading the word of God. A lot of people not doing it, all right? And so I want to take that parable and now I want to shift, all right? I want us to study that, word, that, 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 that parable and I want us to learn a Bible study method that is helpful. I believe it will help us all learn, read, apply the word of God. So when you came in, I want to show this to you, receive 
a bookmark. And if you could all get the bookmark out for just a moment. No, no, for a long moment, all right. Go to the side that says soaps on it, all right? That's the Bible study method that I want to go over today. We're just going to walk through it. Now, you can take this and you can put it in your Bible and hopefully it will help you as you study the Word of God. Oh, wait, wait, let me say this. Let me say this real quick. This is just a tool. There's a lot of different tools you can use to read the Word of God. I'm going to make this clear. I'm going to make this clear. I'm going to make this real clear. Um, 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 um. This will not help you. Actually, no Bible study method will help you if you don't study the Word of God, okay? I'm just going to say that straight up, all right, man? Like a gym membership. You got a gym membership. Just because you got a gym membership don't mean you're in shape, all right? Just because you got this doesn't mean you're actually reading the Word of God. So I would say this, church, Christian, you need to, it is important that you make a commitment to yourself to study the Word of God. No, here's a universal Bible study, I don't know, truth. Nobody studies the Bible accidentally. Nobody, nobody. And so what you're gonna do is you need to commit. I'm gonna study the word of God, okay? I'm, it's important to say I wanna do it this time of the day. This is the location, get your Bible. I say get a paper, get a pen, sit down, quiet yourself, and study the word of God. All right, so we're there, we got our quiet place, we got our time, got our paper, got our pen, I don't know. Now let's walk through this, all right? First thing, you got the S. It's pretty basic. S stands for what? Scripture. Scripture. That's where you begin. You're going to study the Word of God. You begin with Scripture, right? God reveals himself in Scripture, and so we read the Scripture. Now, you might, if you haven't been historically studying the Word of God, or you're coming new to it, or you just got saved, came to faith last week or whatever, a common question is this, where do I start? Well, let me just suggest you can start in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Just start in chapter 1 and just go through it. And you go on to Acts, you can start and go to Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1. And you just, you're just going to take a section. Just take a section, read a section, and do this Bible study through a section. You'll end, and then the next day, pick up where you left off, but you begin, I guess, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But today, we're, 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 we're doing this passage, Matthew 7, 24. That's, what, that's where we're, we're in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Okay, okay. So you've got your text in front of you. What do you do next? You read it. You read it. You read it. In fact, that's what it says. Read the passage. In fact, once you read it, you can do this. You can read it twice. You can read it twice. You can read the passage Twice, and that's on your, out, your Bible study outline. You can write that down as well, but you read it twice, and you can read it out loud. I like to read the Bible out loud, or you can read it silently. It, it doesn't matter. And then after you do that, the second thing you do is you can summarize it. Once again, you can see it right here. Retell the passage in your own words, just to yourself. You can just summarize it, and then you can kind of, I don't know, process. As you're summarizing it, you can process it here is the summation, the summary. This is, my, this is my summary. Your summary might be different, but this is my summary in regards to what we just studied. When I hear and obey Jesus' words, my life will be built on a firm foundation. But when I hear Christ's words and don't obey him, my life will crash during the storms of life. That is my, that's from the passage I just read. 
And I'm doing, I'm doing this soaps study. That is the summary that I had. Now, yours may be different. You can be absolutely different. It may be different, but that's where you start. I'm going I'm to have my Bible study. I set aside my time. I got my book. I got my Bible. I got whatever. I'm, I'm there. My pen, paper. I read it. I read it twice, and then I summarize it. From there, you'll move on to O. O stands for what? Observe. Observation. Yeah. Right? At this point, after you've read it, after you summarized it, then you want to ask some questions of the text. You want to ask some questions. Um, in, your Bible, in your outline, there's the questions, and there's also right here, first question that you can ask is this. What does the passage teach me about God or Jesus or God's plan? You just read the Word of God. As I've already said, the Word of God was given to us by God to reveal himself to us. What God wants us to know about him, he has revealed in his scripture. And so when you're reading it, you can ask yourself, from what I have just read, what have I learned about God? Just give one observation. That's one observation. You know, I don't know, man, that can be hard. You can do that, just go verse by verse. Go verse by verse, what do I learn about God here, all right? Let me give you, I'm just gonna give you an example. Let's just do our text once again. I come to it. We'll do verse 7, chapter 7, verse 24. It says, everyone who hears these words of mine. From that passage, I can determine that God has revealed to me that he communicates to us by his word. That's, that's what I get right there. That's an observation. You can write that down. As an ob- I have observed that from his text, from the text. Um, Another, everyone who hears his words of mine and acts on them. I observe from that that God expects me to obey what he says. That's an observation. All I've done is read the text. I read it twice. I summarized it. And then I'm asking myself, what am I learning about God from this text? And you can write it down. There's a second question. Once you do that, you can ask this question. What does this passage teach us about ourselves or me? What am I learning about myself here, right? And you can do that. And and once again, same example, same verse, same verse, same verse. Everyone who hears these words of mine acts on them. All right, this is teaching me about me, about people. I can learn what Jesus says, right? It's there. I can do that. It's... God is revealing that he teaches through it. At the same time, he's revealing that I can learn, I can know, I can do. It is not an impossibility. It's in the text. You're just asking questions of the text. Same thing. We'll be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Once again, the text is teaching me that I need to lay my life on this firm foundation. So we, 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 we observe we, observe. we ask questions. We come to the scripture, we observe, and we ask these questions questions, all right? And then you just, two questions. What does this teach me about God? What does it teach me about me or about people? All right, so you got the S, you got the O, then you go to A. A is, once again, apply. You got to apply, application. Are you going you to observe? You can get information. But I'll tell you what, man, we've already learned, you don't just observe, you got to apply. You got to put into motion the things that you know to be true, all right? We obey and we hear, all right? And so we 
apply. There's, there's two questions. Once again, you can ask yourself this um, of the text. First question is this. What is, oh, I'm sorry, is there an action to take? All right, that's it. Is there an action to take? You know, I read it. I observed this about God. I've observed this about myself. Now, in light of what I've observed, what I've read, what I've learned, is there an action to take, right? Is there something I need to do? Is there some course correction I need to make? Is there something that I was made aware of that I was not aware of that now that I am aware of, I am now liable for, I need to do it, right? Is there an action to take? You read, man, once again, people, man, you know, read the word of God, come away, close the Bible, walk out the door, and you're like, don't do nothing. And you're like, well, I don't know, man. You just read the living, active word of God. God has said he's, he's revealed who he is. He's revealed truths about you. What is action you need to take? You know that, man. You know that. Second question, once again, is right here. On the passage that you just read, is there a sin to avoid? Oh, my, that's a good question. Uh, listen, listen, listen. They say, listen, they say it's wise to learn from your old, own mistakes. True. But I'm telling you right now, it's even more wise to learn from other people's mistakes. Like, I want to learn everything I can from other people's mistakes. You're reading the Bible. You're reading people involved in sin, doing things, acting ways that they ought not, should not. It's sin. And you say, is that a sin I should avoid, right? Is that something I should avoid? Oftentimes there is. Sometimes you can read the passage. You can read the scripture. God convicts. Hey, listen, man, don't raise your hand. How many of you Christians out there have been reading the Bible and you, you're reading it, and as you're reading it, all of a sudden, you get that gift of God the Spirit. You get that conviction. Boom! You're like, I did not see that coming. Did not. It happens. It's living. It's active. You're reading it. Things are revealed. You see it. Don't ignore it. Don't close the Bible. Don't act like you didn't read it. Don't act like you didn't read it. Oh, I didn't read that. I don't understand that. It means something else. And I do that. I've done that before. Maybe reading the Bible, I get convicted, and I'm like, that means something else. <laughs> you move. Don't do that, man. Is there a sin to avoid? Once you've read the scripture, once you've observed, once you've applied, you get to the P. That is, pray. You need to pray. You need to pray, right? There's really, um, you just can go over the scripture. You can pray over the scripture. Scripture's interesting. You can read it with your natural eyes, but by God, the Spirit, you can read it with supernatural eyes, and you want those supernatural eyes. That's what you want, man. You want the supernatural eyes, and you pray. You pray. And so you can pray two questions right here once again. What is God saying to me? What is it? God, God, I don't want to miss it. You ever said that, man? You can pray in. God, I think I might. I don't want to miss. You got to listen. Listen, God, I don't want to miss. God, you're revealing. God, you're speaking. God, you're teaching. God, I'm here. Don't let me miss anything. And then finally, what will I do in response? That's once again very similar to the other questions, but it's important, right? What is my response going to be? To what God has taught me, what God has shared with me, what I have learned, what I have been understanding differently now, what will my response be? And then you get to the S. S means share, share. Two questions there. Who can I share this with? Once again, God's teaching you. Man, you can share it. You can tell somebody, text somebody. Maybe not that day, maybe later, but share it. And then here's the great question. When will I do this? That's a hard question because you know what? God lays, 
God lays stuff on your heart and you're like, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. Um, I'll share this with you. Um, I didn't plan on this and I'm not gonna go into detail because I, it, it'll be, I can't say it correctly. It was Friday, I'm sitting there and um, I had my quiet time. I'm praying, I'm studying my Bible and God laid something on my heart to go do something. And this something required me getting in my car and driving and I'm at work and I'm like, that's weird, I mean, I don't know. And I start questioning myself. I'm like, is God telling me to do this or have I just kind of made it up in my head? And then it was just really pushed upon me, what difference does it make, Travis, <laughs> you know? And so I just stopped and I did it. I did it, I just, I will do it. When will I do this? When will you do it? That's a good question. Church, don't put that stuff off. You're going to be, listen, you're going to be studying the word of God and God's going to lay on your heart, man. You need to forgive somebody. Do it. Do it. You need to call somebody and tell them about Jesus. Do it. I got to tell you right now, once again, oftentimes, this is, I'm studying my Bible and the Lord will impress upon me text. Well, I'm just going to use John. John's right here. Text John and send him an encouraging note. So you know what I do? I do it. I do it. That's what, when will I do this? You just, when? You gotta put that deadline and you do it. All right. So church, that's a soap's Bible study. So, but it's a tool. It's a tool to help you study the Bible. Listen, let me do our text. The wise man is the one who hears and does builds his life on that. The fool is the one who hears and does not do. I said this, we all want to be here. That's the no-brainer. You're going to be there, you're going to be there, you're going to be there, you're going to have to study the Word of God. You're going to have to open your Bible and you're going to have to study it. So if you do not now currently study your Bible every day, you just stop that nonsense. Start every day, every day. In your head, set aside a time. Set aside a time. Listen to me. I know for a fact that God wants every Christian to be reading the Bible every day. I can say that with confidence. You want to argue with me? Text me, but put in the head, or email me, but put in the headline what the, t- the email's about so I can put it in the trash. Look, because we know what he's supposed to be doing. It won't be accidental, okay? What you got to do is say, look, look, this is the time I'm going to do it. I'm going to set my whatever and do it. If you don't know how to read or what to study, you can use this. Put this in your Bibles. We do that individually and corporately. We're going to grow, man. We're going to grow spiritually and in depth. Let us be a people who study the Word of God. Let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for this instruction. Oh, Father God. We want to be the wise men and women. We want to be wise. We want to act and speak and live our lives based upon what we know is true. And I pray you strengthen us to do that. I pray that you guide us and gift us and sustain us. I pray that we would set aside time every day to read the word of God. That we would pray ferociously for our church. That we would be radically committed to the service and to the people here 
We ask these things in the name of our Savior Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please, stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.